Hey, what's going on? Well, just thinking about the culture we're in, and it's we're still in that. Um, I know we don't want to date things, but it's a pretty big deal, and anybody that ever hears our conversation is going to know what you know <laughs> that this existed, unless you literally got here from another planet. Right, twenty twenty, the year of the Rona. Yeah, so we're all still living in the fallouts of having to deal with that, and that meaning stay at home orders or suggestions. I don't. There's no martial law for sure, but uh, it's just good hygiene to minimize your exposure. I think most states do have a uh, an order in place that is that is punishable, but uh, I know somebody who says that their particular office will not be prosecuting any cases that people get. But I mean, still, it's enough right. to keep up on the house, which is what right. we and want. it's an order. I don't but see it also with, has all the little caveats. Like you still get groceries once a week. You still go to the oh, pharmacy. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. not. It's it's hard to say. It's it like a control like, with all the little holes in the control. You know what I mean? Feels like martial law. I mean it. I've never lived in a situation where, you know, you were forced to do this. And not that I'm going to go out and see people, but, I mean, people, they're letting people get out and run and jog and ride their bicycles and walk and take their dogs for a ride. But I, I want to get on my Harley and just go ride, you know, away from everybody. You know, I keep my distance behind the car. If somebody sneezes out the window and I get it, I mean, I guess that's part of it. it. Has, I'm in a helmet and if I sneeze. That, like, are you, do you think that you fall under the need to stay at home based on that? Yeah, well, because they're it's not mostly vehicle Aaron. travel. Yeah, I think they would pull me over. Um, and I mean, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I would just be out joyriding, which is what they don't want you doing. But although I would argue that if that's all being out joyriding, as long as you don't exactly. get out of your car. Uh, but I mean, if you have a wreck or something, I know there's there's a thousand Gas reasons station, why you don't want to do bar. that. Yeah. Exactly, you're touching going this, to the bathroom. The touching. The, I mean, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. the step one to avoid. But I have step enough two. fuel. I have enough fuel. Um, to fuel up at home, I keep reserves at home and go, and then come straight back home. And like I said, I'm wearing a helmet. I even have a chin guard. So if I did sneeze, not that I'm carrying it, but that's the problem is the seven to fourteen day incubation. And I just I don't know. I'm being though. I mean, I'm being a good. I'm leading by example, and I'm not going to go do it. But it's killing me. The fact that you can't do it makes you want to do it more. Ooh, we could do a subject on that. Uh, I agree. Well, I, the human I desire pin that. is you just want things you can't. As soon as have. you put the label yeah, on sure. something that's forbidden, it almost ramps up the other side. That could be in so many things, even like um, attraction to a mate. Anyway, yeah, laws themselves you could tie that into law because with things being mm-hmm. legal and illegal, it creates for some people it creates some sort of attraction that I frankly I've never understood. But that's another conversation for another time. Literally. So in vain of the quarantine and and or suggestions to stay at home, uh, I would say there is, would you say there's a negative sort of tenor in the country right now? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, for yeah, obvious reasons, mad at everybody. medical fears, I mean, and not to make a lot of this, these orders we're talking about, because there's people that They're are really mad dying. or scared or both. So oh, yeah, this, sure. it is a big deal. And if you are in any of these areas that are really, as they say, hot. Uh, I would imagine there's some anxiety there, but definitely probably a negative outlook. And I, I just wanted to, I wanted to chew on the idea of Pollyanna, and I think it's kind of got a little bit of a bad rap. It, what it means as far as in slang and current day language usage and where it came from are two entirely different things. Well, not entirely, but two different things. It has been modified 
it's been bastardized to, to carry a more negative slant to it now than it, it, I mean it was it was based on a little girl that was her name in in a 1913 I believe novel I'll get to the author's name here in a few minutes but uh she had just for a quick recap to explain why her name becomes associated with this one of her parents died. I don't remember the, well, they both end up dying, but I don't remember the order. And she ends up living with her aunt who is not very nice, let's say. And before her dad died. So I don't know if maybe that means her mother died first, but she was told by him that she should find the glad in everything. Now there was no, there's no dialogue in the book from everything I have researched and dug on this just because I've been curious about this phrase for a long time. There's nothing to indicate the girl herself or the idea was ever pushed that you should ignore negatives and bad things of the world and only look at positives because that's just crazy. So that, and about, so that was never part of it. And the author has been interviewed a handful of times and even, I don't want to say irritated, but you know, she's having to be the sounding board for people's questions about that idea. So that that's the source of where that word come from. It was that character's name. And she did. She went through all these bad things with her parents dying, living with this aunt who made her live in the attic, which is just bizarre. Um, <laughs> this is all fiction, right? right? right. Or, um, okay, yeah. But you can see at the day and time that, you know, the way humanity is, we hear about the news about kids yeah. living in cages and things. It does not <laughs> blow my mind. And, but she managed to keep a positive outlook in life because basically of the challenge that her dad gave her about how to look at things and i i like to think about it more in the context of the 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 way the book presents it and in the original sense not so much like when it gets used today uh i've read some quotes where politicians are using it and you hear different people say not to be pollyannish and that just means kind of the ostrich that sticks your head in the sand which by the way is never happened that's just some cartoon thing they don't do that (laughs) That's another. I saw it on books. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Should have learned that in life and you will find quicksand a lot in your life is what we were taught as kids. <laughs> but uh, the idea that you ignore everything that's ever bad, pretend like it doesn't happen or it's not real and just think positive all the time. And that, that, that is a bad thing. So to be called Pollyanna or Pollyannish is by the current way that it's used is, is not a, yes, yeah, it's not a compliment. If they're saying you don't, you're, you're just... You refuse to look at the negatives, which, you know, a lot of times, I mean, I probably do that too, though. I've never, ever used that word because I don't think I've ever heard that before. You brought it up um, one time. I don't think I'd ever heard of that quote. I just, people sometimes when they're worried about something, they just want to, if nothing else, vent to somebody. And when the person's positive back, they don't want you to be positive. They just want to vent for a moment, which was kind of one of the things I was taught in in school um, when somebody's venting at you. Depending on the situation, sometimes offering them a solution isn't what you sometimes need to do. You just, you just need, need to, to let them vent. Yeah, just be there for them, which car line of work, you don't always have the time to do that, though we're kind of the every man's every man's uh, medical the advice corner professional. Yes, like we're we're the psychologist, we're their doctor, we're their nurse, we're their veterinarian Mechanic. sometimes. I mean all of it. So anyway. <clears throat> that's and you know, I know some people don't like to hear negative things like you get just uh, alert, alert, alert from, you know, negative this, negative that. But it's also some of that, at least in my case, when I uh, have bad news or something or want to pound something off somebody, it's just my way of being worried and I don't really have an answer to it. I just wonder what their answer is. And that can get on people's nerves as well, being the opposite of Pollyanna, which what is what would that Pessimistic. be Pessimistic. 
Yeah, or it's got to be a fun, a more fun word. <laughs> I don't know it. Uh, curmudgeon or uh, what, what's a famous Man, negative character, maybe? I don't know. Uh, negative Nancy. There you go. Yeah, Nancy gets a bad name. Yeah, yeah. anybody named Nancy's. Nancy and Karen. Oh, that's so just... unfortunate. Not really sure where that came about. That was definitely not around in my youth. I, I know a lot of Karens that are just normal folks. But mm, I have to say all the ones I know... Are kind of Karenish, <laughs> but the I think that kind of gets uh as as I like to say the bee in my bonnet with this is there's a there's a couple things I want to touch on and I kind of want to do this long game as we do and then bring the corral around to the end and I want to rope up the horses at the end with the idea of what you were just saying about the you might throw some negativity out there and I have a whole analysis and way I kind of feel about that because I have been that way myself, but I want to go down the road of kind of a positive meme right. at first. And that it, I think we've all been both per- right. people. So. The, to me, the upside to this in terms of this true sense and not in the ignoring the fact that you need to have savings or ignoring the fact that you need to change your oil or any of these variety of things like ignoring the coronavirus exists and all that, that that's just foolhardy and i'm i'm not condoning that from here throughout any of this conversation really ever but i'm more of leaning towards the positive side or what the real character was doing and that's trying to find the good in no matter what's going on and i don't know that i think we've lost a little touch with that one it's probably because of a lot of you said notifications that made me think about the news well, uh, the news has always been that if it bleeds, it sells. If it sex, it sells. Oh, and, all these yeah. and it's always catastrophizing everything, whether that's a real catastrophe and they're just going over and over and over it, or if it's something that's not as big, but they just repeat it over and over again. And it seems to give it a lot more teeth. And um, I, I think they're, I don't know who personally, maybe it's just an entity called these corporations, but somebody or some entity is enjoying this whole virus thing because it, it tunes people in. It's getting eyeballs. Yeah, because yeah. you see the score. Well, he flipped through like YouTube. Who's living, and who's just, dying, and what cities and states are the worst. Yeah. You can flip on, when you flip on YouTube, one of the feeds now is just COVID-19 updates. There's not many places you can be and not get that. I, I'm sure you have had this as well. And I don't read them because they're so irrelevant. But the amount of email that I started getting once this started becoming a national issue, and it wasn't just any certain little spots, like it, from any vendor that I've ever bought anything from ever or been part of any forum, there was a COVID-19 response. And at times I would read a few of them, then it's got to where this is ridiculous. I haven't bought any cycling socks from these people in forever, nor do I think they're wiping their nose with them. How is this even relevant? Yeah, no crisis go to waste. Right. Because some of it's just like the ones from the big box retailers are just like saying, basically, it's saying, hey, we're still open. You can come buy air filters and uh, gummy bears here. And some are saying like Amazon, which I don't know how many uh, things you have ordered or how much you regularly do. We do quite a bit of just random things um, through Amazon, and they have limited their shipments to more essentials. Now, from the way I've had it read to me and heard other people quoted, it's more of that's just it. But I know there are things that you can get that aren't quote essentials because there's been just kind of basic you know, replacement parts and things that we've needed for around the house or the yard that we've gotten in the last couple of weeks. Now, the shipping time is longer, and maybe that's what they really meant to say on that was we're putting more emphasis on these other things. Yeah, I bet like toys and things. Like we ordered a uh, a toy that went real cheap on there, and um, it was prime, but it's still not going to be here for 
weeks. So <laughs> this is the uh, running joke in my house is some oh probably three weeks ago now I ordered a, a small thing because the other things we all had and have already been exchanged or give to her it was my wife's birthday and I ordered this one little thing that I knew she would like and it's just by the nature of what it is and I'm not getting into that for a variety of reasons but the nature of what it is it is a product that's made or assembled or whatever in China well that's the kind of the core of where all this problem happened I finally got a notification that it had left China Post. I've stopped tracking it. It's still, quote, somewhere between there and here, but I don't know where it is. <laughs> I ordered something, let's see, I ordered something almost two months ago that said it's supposed to be here by, by like, tomorrow or the next day, and it's still saying it's in China, on China Post. Really? Like, it left a, it left a carrier facility, arrived at a carrier facility, left the carrier facility, arrived at a carrier facility, and that arrived at that carrier facility... Three and a half weeks ago, and it hasn't updated since. I'm logging on right now just to look at it. I mean, I'm not griping. I don't need the thing now because I was getting it sure. to go on a vacation, right. and now we're not going to be able to do that, but I'm still going to use the thing when it gets here. It, it's yeah. just become uh, – and it's not a big deal uh, because, like I said, it was more of a thought that counts kind of a nice thing, but not, not anything crazy or really expensive part of the – various and sundry gifts that you give somebody. So now it's become more of an entertainment about just when will it arrive? And I've joked with her, like right. when it does, we should just burn it <laughs> because I don't know who's handled <laughs> it, making the most where it's it. been and what it's been exposed to. And I don't mean anything ill of the postal service here or Chinese postal or anybody manufacturing it there because this germ is everywhere. So I'm not slanting that toward anybody other than literally you just don't know anymore now what you're touching, if it's safe to be in contact right. with or not. Spray it down with Lysol. Have you run into? I don't know if you need to go through the, that the, crazy amount. Probably not. People are. Do you think the idea of your positive or negative outlook has any bearing? You're a very science oriented man. Do you think attitude, which is kind of another way to put all this, do you think that has a bearing on uh, how things go as far as your day, your week, your life? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And I try not to let certain things affect my day, but yeah, for sure. I mean. How could it not? You are what you are. What you eat. What you are. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're sitting there being negative all the time, then you're going to have a negative life and people will pick up on it and I don't want to be around you. And definitely, I mean, and you're, just your outlook in general. And you can try to change it. And then in the, in the end, I think you are who you are, but you can try to change and be positive, um, which I try to do, you know, in a stressful situation. You try not to let the things out of your control that make you stress right. ruin your day or your week or, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, like I said, you can't help be who you are. But for sure, it, I think it does. How could it not? I mean, emotions, we're emotional beings. We're not, you know, logic machines. Right. And, and I think it's, I think a lot of people or some folks, whatever the quantity may be, get really hung up on the idea that if you are pushing positiveness or if you are anywhere in the vein of being characterized as being Pollyanna, that you are just ignoring and not recognizing and won't even be aware of anything negative. And I think a lot of Americans, I'll say anyway, are very... um catastrophe preventative or accident preventative the idea of insurance and all these things i think we're really high in tune with that and i think that it touches a nerve inside of us that we're like Whoa, I think it's don't be too the, positive now you, you got to remember there's another side of this too it's like we yeah. all are adults i think that's that know part that. of our independent nature right. it yeah. just seems like that gets 
overplayed more than necessary. Oh, it does for sure. But the people, I think, if unless they start calling you saying you're too Pollyanna, it may be a couple of things. It can be that they've never heard you say anything negative. Anytime they throw anything negative at you, not you, right. but you know what I mean, people who are who have been a called person. that, um, have to have either whenever they something's negative been thrown at them, they either show no interest in it and will be frank about it and say they have no interest in, in hearing it, which the person that's saying it, they're saying it because they want to talk about it, obviously, and it may make them mad. So then they, their response is, you know, call you that something offensive to make you mad equally, which is, you know, that's just nothing was ever solved. The other person. Right. And if you, they've never heard you say anything negative or, you know, worrisome about things, they may think, well, does that person not ever worry? I mean, it must be nice to never worry about anything, you know, which I I don't worry a whole lot um, compared to others. I think I'm, on certain, believe it or not, on certain things, though, in my group of friends, especially several years ago, I had to note I was being the opposite of Pollyanna. And I think it kind of took a took a hit on them wanting me to be around as much because they were like, oh, you're always so negative about it. I'm like, well, I'm just throwing ideas out there because, you know, you group you, like the group that I'm talking about, they were the. People I respect, right. and I just want to get it. I wanted to get their opinion on the, on that circumstance or on whatever I was throwing out there because I respect what they have to say. They're all smart folk, and I don't think they liked it too much. So I kind of had to dial it back a little bit. I didn't want to be the you know the angel, the angel or the harbinger of bad news, the bearer of everything negative. And because and oh, go ahead, I got something to add to that when you get finished. Well, that was pretty much it. And I think when it's the only other side, like whenever I try to say something to somebody. There are, and you know they might not be realizing they're doing it either. Maybe they, it's their way of trying to solve a problem or make you not worry. It's like, well, I just want to know if you're worried about it as well. Like, give me like that could be maybe a lesson for people when someone is complaining to you about something. Let them know that you see it from their point of view and say, yeah, that's true. It's scary. Or yeah, I thought about that. And then say, then you know, come back with your positives. Like, well, I've looked at it two different ways. That's how I try to be. Anyway, but I let them know the truth. Like. Something with me, I've always told everybody, um, I don't like reading between the lines, though I think I'm I'm good at it in some circumstances or in some situations and others, like I'm not, just because that's not what I'm, in that circumstance, that's not what I'm looking to do. I just like people to say what they mean and mean what they say, and I try to do the same thing every day of my life. So being positive or negative, you know, I don't mean to be one way or the other, but I like to get other people's feedback on things, so that's why... I could see myself saying that to somebody if I would have known the term, because um, I've definitely been irritated with people before who just would not bite on, you know, worrying about something or I, they just wouldn't give me their opinion on it. And I could see why that would frustrate them. And then they would be like, well, you're just Pollyanna or you're just, you know, right. sticking your head in the sand. It still exists just because you're ignoring it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, which with so much going on now, I have kind of taken the advice of someone who's a little bit ahead of me in life and kind of just not been as interested in stuff as I once was. And it seems to be better. It seems that my life's a little bit better. I don't ignore sure, it all, sure. but I don't be aware, but in. don't be engulfed. All right. Don't be worried. I mean, politics, especially oh, gosh. some it's stuff I can't help but worry about, but yeah, politics is like, well, I mean, that is just, and then every generation said, Oh, it's getting worse and worse. And it's just, golly, it does seem like it's getting horrid on both right. sides. It's just, I'm on my team, I'm in my tribe, and what they say goes, even if it's the opposite of what they said three years Correct. ago. What were you going to add to that? Well, uh, a handful of things. I'll start with one. I I like to call myself a reformed warrior. By that, I mean I, I still do, and I'm not Pollyanna by definition. Uh, might present myself that way sometimes because of the previous life, and that was 
I worry a lot. Not like you know, previously. I, I I worried about everything, doomsday and not to the point that I don't think a lot of people could observe me or people that maybe even know me hear this conversation and go, Really? The ones that really know me be like, Yeah, I kinda know that about him. But because I keep it kind of under my hat, which is a terrible, terrible place to keep that, because all you do is beat yourself. Get somebody up. you can share yes. it with. Yeah. And so, when you do, there's a lot of things here. When you don't share a lot of negative things, for example, that is going. It's going to be really heard when you do, because you never do. And depending on how you're acting, someone may think you're losing your mind. Because your persona to them was someone who never worried because you never talked about it. And now you're like really worried about something and you look a little unstable. That's going to be very off-putting. And so I've, I have tried to, one, there, there are things you can change in this world and there are things you cannot. Um, it, it doesn't mean act like they don't exist. But to some degree, I would tell certain people if they're real big worriers, you just have to do that because if, for example, cancer is real and we have certain protocols about, you know, there's certain ways to live and certain habits you can and can't have and certain things to do, whether it be obese or not. There's a lot of factors that lead into it, but there's all kinds of just random people that have some kind of cancer or other that could not have been foreseen. So if you're a real, real heavy worrier, especially about your medical health, I would just tell you, you just have to act like that don't exist. Are you doing the best you can do to be healthy and see your doctor at least once a year? Well, yeah, then you got to just turn that off because what you will develop is a mental illness on top of everything else you've got going on because you can, and, and this was all me talking to me, you can go run around that little racetrack in your head for days and days on end. What have you changed? Now, if you're worried about, man, I, I, uh, I, I got to fix that thing about my lawnmower or my vehicle's got this thing and I don't know, it's going to cost a lot. And you just kind of hem haw about that thing. And let's say, for example, it's the brakes. Okay. That's something you need to take action about. Even if you, you know, for whatever reason you're in a place, you can't afford that right now. Talk to maybe somebody who could help you with that or just get an idea. It may not be even as bad as you think economically or whatever quote the diagnosis would be of your car. But I, so that's kind of where I come from in terms of just, I don't know, 20 something, 30 something years of just being a worry machine about a lot of things that I'm going to approach things that are like, oh, great. Look at this thing coming at us. All right. I'm going to take in all the data as much as I can. And then I'm going to back away from it as much as I think I need to. Like you with this whole Corona thing, the part that has made me the sickest, I mean, outside of, and I don't ever want to not mention this. There are real people that are really effective way beyond inconvenience that because every death that you're reading in a number, that is somebody. And that person was somebody to somewhere. They have all the necessary things called a family, brother, sister, mother, father, whatever those things are. But outside of that, if you just consume and consume and consume that, what what are you going to do? Are you going to not leave the house? Well, that that's a good idea to a degree, but you need groceries. You you might need to work. You might not. There's a lot of folks that can't work right now because of the way the restrictions are. But find out the cans and cans of whatever it is your situation in life and just look at it all. Maybe write it down on a piece of paper if that's what you have to do. Or talk to somebody about it. It it might be a little jarring because you if you've never talked to people this way, just be aware of that, but find somebody you can trust, which is a big thing. That way you're more apt to tell them everything and just kind of unload and see what they tell you. 
I got the feeling when we were talking about this the other day, um, we got in a little thing about talking about being positive. Have, have, uh, have people, you know, have you heard someone accuse someone of being overly positive, like about things and it's kind of chapped you a certain way or, cause I mean, it's good to be positive about things. I think, um, or is it just in the social media is just driving social me crazy media right is now. driving or, me crazy because there's so many people are just shaming each other. Like uh, the incident I was yeah. telling you earlier about, uh, uh, I'm, we could just do it in real life. We wouldn't have to do it in social media and everything would be fixed. Well, and this was in real life. <laughs> Remember the, the story of in my community oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah. where I live, there's a, there's a large number of cyclists <laughs> and runners and two people I know that are riding together. Um, were encountered by some lady. Uh, that's all I know is it was uh, in a weekly newsletter that some lady approached these folks riding and said, six feet apart, six feet apart, screaming at them, meaning that's what the recommended social oh, distancing is. These people, these people were on road Yeah, bikes, they're like, riding anywhere think from it was a 18 speed. to 20 miles an hour, and they're yeah. being told that, you know. And, uh, they're not professionals, uh, but they're semi They're not holding office, hands. Right? This is not, you know, uh, <laughs> it's, I don't know. But that. That that is in the in person version that we always say never happens, but that kind of thing in social media just made me like, ugh, I don't, I don't want to keep up with all this. I I need to know like how is it all relevant to where my relatives live, where I live, to my job and profession and all. But outside of that, uh, I don't need any more scoops of this because I don't need to feed the negative racetrack that's in my head. Speaking on on this negativity, which is the opposite of being overly positive, talking about your health and not worrying about it. I don't know if you remember these or not. It seems like it's been a year, maybe two, maybe three. I used to hear radio commercials, and I think we're pretty much in the same radio sphere. Mm-hmm. We're we're distance apart, but I think we would hear on some stations the same radio. I, there used to be a physician, or at least an office of them, who would advertise. And I'm not saying it's not a good idea, but thinking about it now, it almost seems like preying upon people's weakness, not psychosis, but their, their fear that you could come and get checked out for whatever. They would run all the tests and they would check you for everything you were worried about. And I was like, huh, that's a good idea. Like sometimes your doctors are hesitant to do this or that. And there's reasons for that because if we did that, insurance may or may not pay for it. And if insurance just paid for everything, then, you know, healthcare would cost and blah, blah, blah. There's, there's reasons why they like things are done and aren't done. And I understand all of that, but this one place was just advertising it all. Like you can come do this. If you're worried about this, we'll test you for it or whatever. And I thought, huh, I see the good in that. But like if you have, you know, if your, if your PCP is, uh, reluctant to test you for something, which he or she may have good measure or a good reason to not do it. I can also see the, the, is it hypochondriacs? I think I could see them just eating them out of house at home. Like, like the lottery does out of compulsive gamblers. I'm not against the lottery. God don't send me hate mail. I mean, I play it from time to time. Send me a ticket. Don't send me hate mail. (laughs) Yeah. Send me a ticket. Yeah. (laughs) If it wins, I'll give you 10%. I promise. Um, but I, what, did you remember those? Did yes. you ever hear those? It was only and on the radio. I, heard, I never saw on the television. Yeah, I didn't know how to take it. I was like, that sounds like a good idea. But at the same time, I could see people beating them up. Kind of like the, uh, injury lawyers, which they've got to be the embarrassment of, uh, that profession. These guys get on there look like skeletons that, you know, advertise <laughs> so-and-so got me a million dollars in the tractor trailer hit me and blah, 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 which, you know, there are some people who maybe are under. And I'm glad there's someone uh, to represent these people. I, I don't make a lot of the individuals. It's like you're saying the lawyers are just like, Ugh. do you have mesothelioma? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so while we're talking about, since we are talking about a rarely talking about a current event, 
all these things that used to be a joke um, in the office, and people. Say, I even know a guy who has a podcast who's uh, who's a uh, who's starting a podcast called The New Plague. Really? Um, they used to say we need a new plague. Like it used to be a joke. You know, everybody used to oh, say. Oh yes. Like, like I bet if those episodes were are even being played right now, when they joke about that, like Dwight used to say that in the office, which you know it was funny for him to say that, but in times like this, it's very off putting. Right. Did you know I didn't know that off-putting for the longest time? I bet I was a teenager, maybe even in my twenties. Uh, yeah, I bet I was in my twenties. I didn't. No, people didn't. I didn't live with the most. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, they didn't have the biggest vocabulary. The folks that right. I went to school with and was you know around the bus stop. So the word off-putting was never used a whole lot. So when I first started hearing it, I thought people were saying off-putting like. <laughs> Jello, like, like, or they were like Bill Cosby, <laughs> and now yes, like off-putting, p u d d i n g, and I was like, I was trying, I understood what oh, they meant just out of sweet. context clues, but I was like, why do people say that? And I was like, off-putting, like they is that like a bad pudding? Like is the pudding is pudding some is sort it? of metaphor that they're now quitting it? <laughs> yes, and like this off of it, oh, so that's it's so sweet. It's not quite what they thought. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. And then finally I was like, wait a minute, they're saying off-putting like it puts right. them off. I was like, oh, God, I'm glad I never told anybody that. I, just I, I have a good friend now who has it's been a so list long, of those that hilarious. we need to have a long discussion with him at some time. Because, <laughs> and, and not to make fun of him, he is very, very good-hearted oh, yeah, about it. it. it, it he Because mm-hmm. literally they were discoveries to him, these figures of speech, that when he would say them and I would say, Excuse me, and I'm not going to steal one of those right now because I want him to get all the credit in in the conversation. But it's very funny. But at the same time, you can understand. I'm off putting, off putting. It oh. sounds the same. And there's several of these things that, um, especially figures of speech and old uh, adages and things, as they're called. Is it an old wise tale? Oh, I see you're getting into tale. one now. I think it's both. <laughs> that was one of his misunderstandings. <laughs> is what it's it's old wives tale, like the spouse. But it's often heard as old wise tale, which makes sense. Well, I can see it being the context context makes sense. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I always thought it was wise at first, and then I heard people, I heard a clear um, announcement as well. Wise, and, and, I wonder how many people in our generation, like with the new features on Apple and Amazon Music, where you can see the lyrics that they're, um, they're not in the same world away. that we used saying, to be. Yes. Yes. Like I, you know how I am. I like to know the words, and I usually and do I'm for the, the most part. Worst. And there's been a few songs I was like, wow, and and. Some of it, though, is me just not um, trying to figure out what they're saying. Um, and I, but I was like, well, so that's what they're saying there. But some of them I'm like, oh, oh, my God. Because when I hear people say bad lyrics, I think, God, what a moron. But now I'm like, well, how many times have somebody said, God, what a moron? Meows are moot. <laughs> I was saying wrong lyrics. Meows are moot and the devil in the yeah, sidecar. That's one of my favorite Queen songs. <laughs> you Google that, you'll uh, never find those words ever used. <laughs> I've never Googled it. I wonder if anyone else thinks that's what it is. Of course, I'd say not. to be fair to everyone, they singers pronounce things incorrectly just oh, you to just you know, rhyme and to, to match it musically. There, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Which all rock bands do right. that. And so even even rappers do it nowadays. I mean, everyone does it still. Yeah, the day. need for any of the lyrics or the prose, if you will, to rhyme, eh, that's like an idea, but not like mandatory. Because if you just jam it right, in there and rhyme. create however many syllables you need, That'll work. 
Yep. I don't like when people, I like near rhymes. I think those are neat. I don't like it when people rhyme words with the same word. Oh, God. Come on, lyricist. You can do better than that. Yes. Uh, I want to say Nickelback is a victim of that. And maybe that's like the source where all the negativity is, which I I don't understand. I I think they're entertaining. They do not irritate me at all. But there is one song song, that rhymes one word with the exact same word. And I know that's off. Off putting for some folks. <laughs> the, um, Steely Dan has a line um, in one of their best songs. It says, Is there gas in the car? Yes, there's gas in the car. And somebody said, Was talking to um, uh, his name escapes me now because we're t- talking about him. Um, the one with the glasses that does most of the singing in Steely Dan, the one that's still with us at the time of recording right. this, said that somebody was just talking to him one day about, You know, what the worst lyric in music is. And they <laughs> named that one off. And he was like, Well, they said that on one of those inside the music uh, things. That's terrible, man. Things. I don't know who sings that. <laughs> what is his name? It's Dan something, other, I think. Or oh, I can't believe I can't think of it. There's only two of them. Anyway. That, anyway. That's probably it was an odd moment, and I'm going to take a, just a side rail. It has nothing to do with our topic for a moment. I don't know where I heard this the other day. Probably. I don't think we've been on topic nah, for we'll 10 get minutes. Okay. It's, it's more optimistic to have fun talking about weird things. The uh, There was a story, and I wish I remember who I could credit this to. I'm sure it was a podcast because that's half of what I listened to. The uh, Some guy was on vacation. Donald Fagan, that's his name. Some yeah. guy was on vacation, and he had a cabana, and I don't know, they were Aruba, wherever they were at, some, some nice beach place. And there was a guy that was approaching him who had, like, the cabana next door or whatever. He was kind of thin, had long hair, and maybe some tattoos, and um, he – approached him and they talked and they just had a conversation well the day went on and the guy's like hey why don't you come and have dinner this is the the long-haired guy's like why don't you uh have dinner with us or maybe the other way around i can't remember but all this and i'll shorten the story down it was steven tyler and the guy had no idea who he was and how did he meet him or how would they how did they get their own vacation they happen to have like condos or the little you know bamboo huts whatever i don't know exactly how the setup was but they were located beside each other on vacation oh, and, just, and they were on the beach to together and the guy had no idea who he was and they were just having a conversation and it went on for the entire vacation because the guy wasn't doing like what most of us would probably do to Stephen tyler you know kind of thing yeah i'd recognize he, him he had he got to have that real human interaction and just have conversations enjoy a vacation with this other i bet he was enjoying Absolutely. it as much as that's other. what i was yeah. thinking is yeah you know, rarely do those guys ever get to have just a real person talk without having to get in. Hey, remember that time y'all blah, 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 or, you know, all right, these, yeah. you know, whatever the band's known for or notorious or whatever. And that, that, when you said that, it just made me think, I bet it's pleasant when you're at that point, you know, when you're kind of up and coming, you want to be recognized by everybody, mm-hmm. but I'm sure at some point you're like, it's just nice to be talked to. So nothing embarrassed happened. It was just nah, a normal yeah, it was just a normal vacation uh, that the guy got cool. to spend most of the time with. Well, how did he Tyler. figure it out? I do don't you? know if he told him at the end or friends did, or I, I, they didn't really unravel the end of the story. But it was just kind of a one of those nice humane stories. Again, I don't remember who shared it or where hmm. that come from, but I thought it was interesting. I mean, if it was modern time and like like all the memes say, they probably, he probably thought he was an old, elderly, crazy soccer mom because <laughs> that's how he dresses now. <laughs> well. I'll keep it in vain. I've seen Aerosmith a handful of times. They play they play a lot of concerts, which we all know. Well, maybe we don't, but that's how a lot of musicians make their money. Right. They don't make crud off of their albums, really. I mean, they you know, okay, they make crud compared to the rest of us, but as far it, as and it's all about that contract. If you're around yeah. the noose of the uh, recording studio or the record label, yeah, it's only a fraction. Which I don't know how any of them make it now. I mean, any young person listening to you, me and you talk right now. 
if they're young enough, doesn't understand the CD era, which from my interest in the music business, which is just me and I'm a big fan, that was kind of the heyday was there was just so much yeah. money flowing in to everybody during that time. It cost them 10 cents yep, to make yep. those. And they were distributing it CDs. fairly well, I guess. 14, but now with everything's kind of an on-demand or stream, I don't think the revenue stream's quite the same for the artist. I would think it would have maybe helped them go the other way with downloads and whatnot because now, I mean, I have I have a, you know, I was a music fan growing up and I had every CD I ever wanted um, over time, not when I was a kid, but, you know, once I got out and got a job, I just, you know, went and got them and had the whole, now I've had to um, re-download my entire collection basically through iTunes, just purchase it. I had them all ripped. I went through and mm. took the time to uh, rip everything on my computer. On many shows. I know. And I ripped it all on there because they were my CDs. Yep. I wasn't stealing yep. anything. But it creates problems mm-hmm. on playlists. Like it doesn't recognize them as real songs. So it, it just, it, it, and they know what they're doing. So now you got to subscribe to Apple Music or Amazon uh, Music and get it all that way. And it kind of irritates me because, like, well, I've already paid for this once. You know, and it does work technically, but it doesn't work easy. If they, they can make it to where it works right. easy for sure. Of course, maybe that's me being pessimistic, not Pollyanna. I don't know. Yeah. It's irritating. But I would think because of that, they're still making money. Now, if they're selling songs for 99 cents, you know, used to, used to we'd have to go out and buy the album. And these are 90s prices at fourteen ninety nine. Right. you know, which I don't know the math from the 90s to, you know, the 20s. But that's got to be the same as $30 now, right? I mean, I remember buying a CD wasn't like a small task. I mean, it no, was. No, and your premium things got you know, into like $25. For some yeah, things. some of them were in the twenties or not. Yeah, I think I went. I think on the day they were released, sometimes you get a sale at fourteen ninety nine. I think some of them were nineteen. And you're talking about we made five dollars an hour, you know, in the nineties bagging groceries or whatever. There's, I think the highest I ever got paid was maybe seven twenty five, and that was a lot in ninety nine. So that was two hours worth of work. And when you only work, you know, four hours a day, you know, after school, I mean, going to buy a CD was a a big thing, whereas now you can buy the actual song for ninety nine cents. Right. You know, just what's ninety nine cents? You know, and probably mom and dad have a credit card on their YouTube account. And just let them, or they just do the ten dollars a month thing. So they, you could be right. I mean, I don't know. I got a friend who has an album on. They're an obscure band, um, and they have an album on uh, iTunes. I'm, I'm going to ask him how the how much you know they make on it and. I'm sure he's in charge of all that. That'll be interesting. We'll follow up with that. The music industry as we see it. Right. Well, he uh, is somewhat anti Pollyanna. He, uh, I think the guy has talent and he's like, Oh, tried to sell it, but you know, I don't, they don't, I don't have the, I don't have a um, chorus and blah, blah, blah. And they just give me negativity. I'm like, man, you can get it out there nowadays though. Just go hand out a CD at a a college campus. Of course, this was 12 years ago. So now, you know, you have to get it on iTunes and get people just to listen. Uh, but he was very negative about the whole thing. They like to play at local college bars. And he stuff. can create his own YouTube channel now. Well, they were. Yeah, no. I wonder if he does. I have to ask him. I've kind of lost touch with him since uh, the this has all really taken off uh, since the 2008 or so. I mean, I talked to him, you know, a couple times a month via text, but not like we used to. I used to work with him, so I'd see him, you know, every right. day I went to work. Bird activity is alive outside. See Rock City. Yeah, um, nothing is in it, but I see two mockingbirds out oh, there, so gosh, they're probably going to run yeah. off the rest the, the, of them. Uh, front yard bully. Yep. They are out there, so I imagine it's a mated pair. You ask a question um, once that I'm bringing back to you to answer. The state bird of Georgia is the brown thrasher. 
Hmm. I feel like I knew not that. Not a very attractive bird. Um, I think it's a little bit of a bully as well. From my memory growing up, my uh, mom is uh, big into uh, birds as well as uh, she has a very green thumb. So there's a lot of plants around our house growing up and we had lots of songbirds and she had opinions about the ones she didn't like and often talked about the, <laughs> the starlings and the brown thrashers and the blue jays were not her pick of choice. They fight you? Well, they just run off the other we had, smaller songbirds and things. I have noticed that the blue jays are aggressive. We had a few living over our house, and every year, like, their babies would either, for several years in a row, their babies would uh, fly into my garage, and I could not get them out without catching them. Um, I'd have to, you know, they would try to fly, and they'd fly to the ceiling and couldn't get out the garage mm-hmm. door. You know, so I'd have to catch them with either a pool net or just with my hands and release them. And they never would get back up to the nest. And that was it. All the time I'd find their feathers destroyed. One day I was sitting outside by my truck waiting to waiting on my parents, I think. And I kept seeing feathers fall down. I was like, what is that feather from? I figured it was just a bird flew by or something, but it kept falling in the same place. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear a bird chirping or nothing um, or anything. And I, I looked up finally because, you know, it was enough feathers. And there was a hawk there just going to town eating a robin or something. Wow silently, like you couldn't hear him doing it or her doing it, but it was doing it. Just picking it apart. Yeah, if I see a squirrel on my Japanese maple, I need to go take care of. <laughs> Darn squirrels. Well, in, in the world of Pollyanna, positives and negatives and the balance of in-between, let, let's kind of just weigh it out. <laughs> so we, we agree that y- you shouldn't stick your head in the sand as the metaphorical ostrich that's only existing in cartoon form. But with that as an understanding, has there ever are you at a point now or maybe you can reflect back to some previous part of your life where you held more of a positive or a negative if you want to kind of flip it around and do it the other way um i found out through hardships that at least in my experience so far things tend to work themselves out even when you think they're not going to, um, especially when I was in college, I learned it that way, that things just work themselves out. Things that I thought were going to be the end, you know, like this is the end. Oh my gosh. And I'll never get into grad school. I'm not going to get an A in this class. How am I going to do this or that? And turns out somehow I did get an A even after, you know, not doing so well on a quiz or something, or, you know, how am I going to do this when I've got to do that? I can't get, I can't go to work. You know, things kind of work themselves out. So I'm not as worrisome and negative as I once was, though. I don't, I don't leave it all to fate either. I believe, you know, you, you can put in work and, and get, get, get out what you put in. So I'm not overly pessimistic or, or, um, Pollyanna on either side. I have to fight being, not being pessimistic, or I used to have to fight not being, to not be pessimistic more so than I do now. As I've going down into my forties, um, I have lived more life and maybe I'm a wiser person. I kind of, have a better gauge on things I can and can't control. And I kind of sit back and see the people who are so worked up about things that I know they shouldn't be worked up about. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot more relaxing at least having that experience knowing, but I would say if anything, I'm more positive now than I was, even though the time that we're living in, it seems to be hard to look at the positives, but at the same time, like we were talking about earlier, you can't let that drive you into an early grave right. or, or, you know, ruin your life. You still got to right. live it. I mean, even if we are, going to go into martial law and whatever i mean just look at it and say hey you know try to make fun with it say hey this is going to change this all this is going to change a lot of stuff there's a lot of things that are going to be different in 2021 yep. and going forward just from if nothing else it's going to push this online 
click list from Kroger and maybe Walmart and, and all the big and all that stuff's going to go through the roof. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what they are. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just hope. I hope all the professions come through, you know, and or people are able to find other things. Right, just a different venue for it. We're, we're, we're going to see. I'm not I'm trying not to be. I'm not Mr. Positive. Like, because if you if you come off as Mr. Positive during a, a tough time, the people are thinking, well, they're not taking it seriously. So I'm like, yeah, I take it serious. Like, I keep up with everything when people talk about it and they start saying, like, rounding off numbers, I'll kind of. Not rudely, but I'll kind of finish their sentence. Like, yeah, I know. And I saw that Texas has this many active cases. And, you know, Georgia has this right. many. And Kentucky's saying, don't go to Tennessee because Tennessee's got 5,000 cases. And Kentucky's only got 400 or whatever the numbers are. I'm just making stuff up. But, you know, I'll say, yeah, I try to I try to let them know that I am worried about it. It is on my mind. Um, but to answer your question, I guess I was more negative as a youth. And I'm more getting a little more, try to be a little more positive about things. Though... The caveat is, and not to keep talking in forever, I also use the same wisdom to know when something's going bad and something it is something to worry about. I don't, I do, you know, take precautions. Like I can see the writing on the wall with this. So even if it turns out to be false, with my experience, I can see that I need to try to do something to right the ship or to prevent, you know, what I see as possibly bad from experience, you know, to uh, prevent that from happening. Like right now, mortgage interest rates are super low. And like I tell everyone that's that's plans on being where they're at for a while, that it'd be a good time to refi while you can because the backside of all this bailout and whatnot, um, you don't know right. how that's going to affect the mortgage market and housing prices and all that stuff could, could, could plummet. So, you know, I think it would be wise right now if you're thinking about it to do it. It's going to be different. Where people are like, oh, you're just worrying. Those rates are going to keep whatever. Like, eh, that's one thing that doesn't stay the same. It does fluctuate right. a lot. And if any, if, you know, we don't stream to live, as they say, but if we did, my words would be to someone who's just paralyzed by a lot of what's happening and real stuff. I don't mean even catastrophizing because there are jobs lost now and there will be more. Um, for those who aren't in that boat yet, don't don't dwell on it unless it's going to you're going to do something with it. Like if you're studying your options and what you can do or what else there is for you to do that you could apply yourself into or whatever avenue you could put yourself down, that's fine. But don't just go day to day living the same way you are and dread, dread, dread. You know, it's going away, it's going away, it's going away. Because if you're not doing anything about it, you're kind of sweating out the workout without getting any of the benefits of being lean, in, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and I have to also say this to anybody that may be sensitive as I am to that. I can, I have friends that are in, have their own businesses or high up in certain businesses. So they have contacts with a lot of businesses and they have shared with me in the last few days about, Oh, Oh, Oh. And I'm, and so I, and I know they're not making things up. They see real numbers in a lot of things that it, there's some, there's some stuff that's going to fall apart. Well, I can't control any of that. I can't do much of anything with any of that. And I, this other thing that kind of, it might be an interesting conversation one day is empathetic and who is empathetic and who is not. And I think that is something you're born with. I think you can learn to be better, but I think it's just one of your uh, DNA traits. I'm highly empathetic as crude and crass as I may look on the surface to people who know me or have gotten to know me. What is inside really hurts when other people hurt. And I don't share that with hardly anybody. And now apparently I'm with probably a lot of people, but with, with Hopefully. that being said, <laughs> 
I, it's like I pull in feelings of everything that I'm not even associated with. And I just don't need to have all of those feelings on board because, yeah, it sucks for somebody to lose their job or to lose a loved one. But I still have a job and a life and a family myself. And I can't let myself go into the corner, nod my head in the corner back and forth is because I have drove myself nuts. So I have casual conversations with folks that want to talk a lot about business right now. And then I'll either change the topic or if they just insist, then I've, I've got to move away physically or whatever, because I can't just keep swimming in that pool. I know it's a big thing and it's news now, and I don't mean to be negative too much to these people in my response, but you got to look out for yourself in these, if you're one of these worry work kind of people. You can't, yeah, you can't let it inundate you and just like I was saying earlier, just ruin it. I mean, and if people want to say that's Pollyanna, I mean, if you, if it worries you that they say that, then, you know, just, uh, I'm talking to everyone out there, you included or whoever, um, then you'll let them know you do, um, you know, in conversation. Cause I mean, you know, perception to people is what they think sure. you are and whether, and I, and I, that would be an interesting topic too. I mean, we know we've talked about identities in the past, but it'd be neat to talk about like what people think you are versus what uh, you really yeah. are. It, so it, kind of had it, it took on itself to not identities but i think it could be definitely expanded in in so many ways um maybe even what you think you are versus what you are to all these other places and not i think in that previous conversation we kind of referred to it as your work mode and your church mode and your social different social circles mode but really looking at it more from the self point of view like what are you to all of these people, like to some people, you're a very right. confident X, Y, Z to somebody else. You're some negative Nancy, you know, and you're still all the same person, but yet that's the impression. And the way that I kind of have a way of, uh, I guess, realizing that is I kind of started looking at my life, you know, the video games you have, whether it's a fighter, a guy with a gun, or even like a race car game. And you have the different views, like for First yes. person, like in the person, race car, yeah. you can let, make it look like you're looking out the windshield or you can make it look like mm-hmm. the front part of the car or you can back it up even further and like see the entire car. I like to think about right. that as a way to have your life. Like you're literally the one in the windshield. You're the driver. But you need to look at yourself all the way around and know how you are to everybody else. And I don't mean it in a way that we all need to be more vain or anything, but it gives you an understanding about what, what other people and how other think about other people think about you in this same Pollyanna negative thing. I think uh, society, at least ours, like we've said before, I haven't been, nor you raised internationally, but in within our society, I think it's acceptable to a huge degree, like with the news and things to make conversation about negative things. And I think it's probably more off putting, believe it or not, to have really warm, fuzzy conversations. Somebody's going to be thinking like, what are you trying to sell me or whatever within that vein? I will never forget one of the, kind of key moments in my life that was a really no big deal but as you'll see as I finally spit it out and there was a time at work it was one of those where you had to work uh while you're in uh, professional school at at a kind of thing where you're shadowing what you do for a living I don't remember if this was actually my paid version of that or doing this for the school sort of that, that rotation thing nevertheless I was around uh one of one of now of our peers and I made a comment one day just to have just in talking. I didn't mean anything behind it. And, and my comment was, man, they just play the worst music. Because a lot of times the in-house radio, so to speak, at a lot of businesses and places is 
uh, it's safe is <laughs> what they call adult contemporary or whatever it is. And it has varied over time within a lot of corporations from elevator music to a very popped down version of anything you've ever heard of. And that was just my point. And it was more just to talk about music. It wasn't just to be, you know, negative bear all the time. But this other person said to me, do you ever say anything positive? Now, this person didn't know me at all other than within this function of me being there however many hours a week. And it froze me in my tracks. I don't know what I did uh, you know, at that moment in time. But in my mind, this was a moment that froze. And I dwelled on it later and later and later. And that's been, uh, it's what, 2020 now? And that was in 2002 or one, somewhere in that range. So, what, 19 years ago? And I still mm-hmm. remember that crystal clear like how I felt, what she said, and everything about that. And that was one of those things that just really nudged me into looking at, this is what she thinks I am. Now, my little young braggadocious self might even said at the time, like I said, I don't remember what what all I did then, but my thoughts back to who how I used to be was, yeah, you don't know me. Well, guess what, smart guy? That's what you're showing her. (laughs) That's what you're exactly. putting out in the world. So I've had this sort of like conversation with myself about things like you are who you show to people. So there's this little, oh, it's kind of like early, early animation idea. And I remember my dad showing me this when I was a kid or maybe as my grandma. You can take like a stack, like a post-its, you know how they come in a little stack of paper. And you can draw on each piece of paper and make like whether it be something that I can't draw. So let's just make it simple for me. Let's stick. Draw it in a flat line like a minus sign. And then the next page, make it slightly move and slightly move. Until, and then you flip through that, which they used to call a flip book. And it would animate it, you know, and make it move around or do whatever. If you're a real good artist, you could do like your own little cartoon. What you show everybody, if you're only around them so much like work or whatever, is one of those pages. That's literally all they have of you. That's all they know of you. If they don't live with you, if they don't go to church with you, if they're not in your every social circle, you're just giving them a page at a time or a picture. If you want to think about Polaroids. And then in their mind, when they flip through, what is Eddie? Huh? Yeah, I got that sassy guy I work with. Now, that's not accurate as the way I know you. But if that was all of the pictures you gave them to them, that is what you are. And that really right. has stuck with me all these years. Yeah, I had a girl. Uh, uh, been, and that's, 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 that's very interesting because I've had, I was thinking about that the other day. I've had, I've been called every type of personality that there is. Not like, hey, boy, you know, stuff like right. that. But I've been called everything from grouchy to a, to a rich little pretty boy, which, and to a good old country boy, all, you know, at the, at the workplace. And I was like, well, I'm none of those things. Um, but okay. It's all relative to the speaker sometimes. When I was called pretty boy by an angry person. I was like, wow, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're the only person to ever say that, but cool. Of course, he meant it in a derogatory right. way. But yeah, that is true. And I remember the first time I was told I was negative, I was like, what? Or, you know, by a certain group of people or grouchy or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, huh? Whereas other people are like, oh, he's so silly. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like a dry sense of humor like, could come across to someone who's not really focused as grouchy. Yeah. So, you know, I guess you are what you show people. And I try not to be either way, positive or negative. Though, you know, depending on who you are, maybe you receive more of one or the other. But if, if in my case, if you receive more negative stuff, it's because I think you can handle it. And I'm just bouncing things off of you to get your, to get your, uh, well, and some, you're not one to put a lot of cotton in the package. 
because, and by that I mean, you've stated multiple times, you don't like having this read between the lines world. So if you're kind of to the pointness about something, that might be a little prickly to some people where they yeah. would might rather you hand them the rose dethorned and you just hand them the raw plant. It's lemon pudding. It's sour. It's, it's very off-putting. <laughs> so circling the wagons around back to what I want to get to, some of the negative labels I think that people might unjustly give out or have received is in my case. And I, I watch this now and I'm going to try to not be the guy who does what that woman did to me. Although it caused a good thing is to realize a lot of people start conversation with some negative observation. That does not mean that they're a doomsday kind of thing. And I know if you're in a world of full negativity, like we are right now, it's like, I don't need another spoonful of that, but just kind of feel it out. And unfortunately, not everybody's like Eddie. Most people are going to dance around a lot of things. No one's going to say, hey, guy I work with, I'm kind of lonely right now. I like to talk while I work because <laughs> that just sounds really weird. But usually <laughs> it'll get opened with some sort of like complaint about work. And there's also a sort of a camaraderie that kind of falls behind negativity sometimes. Like the, the boss oh, yeah, is the center the of everybody's frustration and things like that. And they're definitely the lightning rod, whether they deserve exactly. it or not. And I had one that's previous, and he had lots of pluses and a couple of really bad minuses, but he, he outweighed them definitely with his pluses. And one of the times he said something to me in the effect of that he knows that people say stuff about him all the time, meaning coworkers and things. And he just just recognize it as that's just part of coming with the position. And I think of anybody who's in a, a position of leadership or management, man, if they're not aware of that as they take that, which is still going to be hard to get your head wrapped around it. Ooh, it is going to sting like no other <laughs> when you find out, because it is just the nature of that you position. Know, yeah. it, it, you could be the greatest one in the world. You it's that old adage. You can't please everyone because you can't have a billion oh, rules. Yeah. You have to have like a policy and you go to that. Well, not everybody falls under a policy for whatever reason or another. So people become exceptions to things and feel exceptional and they get their feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. I think they're special. Special. I think we've uh, pretty much we covered beat that. Pollyanna to death. I, I feel bad for. Mm, she's black she, and blue. Uh, she's already lived a really hard life. The last thing she needs is to be beat up anymore. So. Is it a pretty long book? Because I've never read it. I never knew of his existence. I, you know, my my take on most things that has nothing to do with that year that it came out, which is either nineteen thirteen, fifteen, somewhere in that early teens of the nineteen hundreds. But I'm not incredibly drawn to fiction. I'm say book, obviously television and so many shows are. But when it comes to books, I'm way more drawn out. If it was about the author's life, maybe that would be something I'd be into because I really like nonfiction. But I don't know a whole whole lot about the book other than what a little bit of reading I did just to kind of get an idea of like, what is this word and where did it come from and what does it mean? And like so many things, it's not what it started out as. We just kind of criminalized right. the word made it more negative as time has gone on and it's unfortunate because i think it if someone's trying to kind of put their best foot forward which is another way to say this and be more positive uh, i don't know that anybody maybe youth but i don't know any other adults really need all of us out there in the world going we need to be the police here i need to let them know hey don't don't forget there's negatives out there if they're an adult 
it's probably a safe bet that they're already aware of all the negatives in the world. And if you got people that are being around trying to be positive, maybe, you know, I'm not saying you got to agree with them, but we don't necessarily need to like slam everybody's face in the door and be like, uh, yeah, but you can't be ignoring everything. Eh, Again, if they're adults, they, they probably have gotten to that point in life by understanding all those. Hopefully. I mean, I'm sure there are people that, that do need to be told that, but most it's most of them. I think you're right about and where there is a, a danger in the, the the side of Pollyanna in terms of the being positive, ignoring negatives, and just going with the flow and feeling warm and fuzzy. There was one article I read that took like a, a kind of a negative slant on even being positive, which I that just makes it runs the wrong way with me. But you'll understand when I finish, and that is if you're encouraging, um, for example, again, young people to pursue a career in What's cool and what makes you happy? Now, do not hear me wrong. You need to have some sort of connection and enjoyment and or be decent at, if not really good at, whatever it is you're going to pursue. You're probably going to do it for a really long time. But the idea that it's all going to work out, like you were saying earlier, but without putting the research into what makes it work out and trying really hard on the ACT or the GRE or MCAT or whatever it is in the world, but just thinking positive is a really foolish way to live because just thinking things without any actions, is that, that's just silly. And maybe that's the thing that kind of is off-putting to people is if you think folks are just being positive thinking and do nothing. But I would say you have to start somewhere. So I don't necessarily want to squash people's positive thinking. But if you're around someone like in the family or whatever, and you just see like this is a repeated thing where they just live on a cloud that doesn't exist. Yes, that person might need a kind of a reality check conversation. But other than that, I think it's good that people try to push positive ideas and attitudes. I think in general it is as well. I also think it's good when you – uh Get your weed eating done on a nice day, and so I'm going to go take advantage of it and do some weed eating. Well, good luck getting it started. We we already know the source of my <laughs> frustration. I'll be positive uh, that you yeah, can. If not, change the plug. Pretty soon, they'll all be electric. I've got one. Well, if we don't have any more to beat up on poor Pollyanna, till next time, take care of yourself. See Bye. you later. Seen a bunch of run-down no-horse towns Where the church is the backbone, loves and the plow And the five-string melodies grooving With the farmland rows where the roots run deep Beyond the noise of the busy streets Where the songs of the south are soothing